up guys welcome to sra and it's our first episode i'm so stinking excited to finally be here y'all this has been something god has placed on my heart for over six years and for two times i heard to pause and to wait and that is rough especially (laughs) me that when it comes to business, I'm so like, jump on it, get on it, design, go. My timeline between idea and production is like 10 minutes. <laughs> so um, God placed this on my heart about six years ago, right? And so today we're going to talk about failed plans, not always meaning failed plans. And If you've gone through something lately, you know exactly what I'm talking about when God just covers you in protection or just refines you and builds you up. And we obviously get to understand everything in reverse, (laughs) but that's basically the story I'm going to get into today, how failed plans are not always failed plans. So for you to understand this, we're going to jump back 10 years ago. I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. 10 years ago, I was a leader speaking at college and high school groups. I went through extensive training for this. Um, I was mentoring others weekly, truly living like that sold out life for Jesus. I was in a space where I could give my all to that. Um, Being a first gen, my parents are from Cuba and Ecuador. So the idea of me doing ministry scared them because of course I, I get it. They come to the United States, they're trying as hard as they can to create and provide for us, and so they want to see us go above and beyond for them. And for some reason, that was something that was scary, Um, and that's something I had to work through, guys. Like I talk about this, and it sounds so short, and um, what's the word for it when it's... Man, what's that website we all used to like get the notes from the books. Y'all know what I'm talking about, but that's what I'm talking about. Um, it was really hard. Like I was living this life that was so sold out and I did not feel, um, the support from home to continue in that route because they were just wanting me to make a ton, a ton of money. And my life just screamed the opposite. So fast forward a little bit. I um, was accepted into Moody Bible College at this time in Chicago. It was a fully funded college for ministry. Um, I was so excited. I had just gotten married to my husband, Carlos. I just went for it. It was an opportunity that was like, you know what? If this is coming for me, regardless of what anybody thinks, I'm going to take it. So we move. We enjoy city life. We're from South Florida. We were then living in Chicago. Um, it was so much fun. We met tons of people. And then a year in, I got pregnant with my first daughter. Now this is going to sound harsh because I love her to death. She's amazing. She's just, she's perfect. But if you think about it, like that was a, a failed plan for me. Like I was so set out on this finally coming to fruition that I was like, all right, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to do this. And at the time it was for theology and missions. And it's so funny that like 30 year old version of Michelle just thinks back and thinks, girl, (laughs) there was so much that I needed to learn between then and now 
that it makes total sense, just the sequence of it all. All right, so we moved back to Florida because we obviously had no idea how to take care of a tiny human. And then a couple years later, I get pregnant again. And this time where I got pregnant, I was pregnant with twins. (laughs) Y'all, y'all should have been inside of that room when they did the 3D ultrasound on me because I like half fainted, half just in awe, shock. And I was so scared. So, 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 so scared. And as you can tell by now, that vision I had of going to a Bible university was starting to get blurry because when I became a mom with my first, oh, I had the worst postpartum depression. It was so hard. I felt so alone. I was not backed by community. It was rough, 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 rough. And um, it just started getting blurry, which sucked. It felt like I completely lost the things that I really cared for. And so I went through a season of being like super, super spun out, lost, um, connected to God, but just not knowing what I was supposed to do. And now with the responsibility of being a parent, like what? I was freaking out. Okay. So back to the twins. Um, we get pregnant with twins. It's not an either of our families. We're freaked out. We're excited. Um, we had a few little speed bumps throughout the pregnancy, but nothing crazy. And then finally, um, the day came where I was supposed to give birth and we are basically in the room that you are in right before you go into the surgery room. Cause I was going to have a scheduled C-section and we found out that, um, our baby B our Ava, she had no heartbeat and I had just been to the doctor the day before. So in reality, we weren't planning for anything like this to happen. Um, but our baby B Ava, she didn't have a heartbeat. And in that moment, my husband and I were just faced with this immense trauma. I think people understand like, okay, like she lost a baby, but I don't think people have understood the complex onion layer of trauma that it was to go into a C-section and to have a living baby come out of you and to have one that is dead and being strapped on a table where you can't feel your body, you're helpless. Um, you, you really can't do anything about it in that moment. And just laying there in like this fog of, is this seriously happening to me? Um, which I mean, that leads me again, another failed plan because in my mind at that point, we had a home with two cribs, two of everything. Um, baby sister Mia that was already born knew that they were coming. It was just such a sad, crushing time that I'm sure I'm going to get into all those layers Um, as we talk in other episodes and we get a little bit deeper into that, but that was, you know, a really big thing for me. And I never grew up talking about emotions because like most first gens, like our parents did the best that they could to make sure we were alive and provided for. So the in-depth emotional therapy wasn't a thing in the family or touching really. So I was just in so much pain, so much confusion, Um, and I didn't even know 
how I was going to function with being um, a mom. I had to go straight to breastfeeding this newborn and I had a toddler at home and it's not really until this year where my oldest started school that I'm getting somewhat of a break because I don't think many people talk about that, but moms and women in general, when we face trauma, we just, we, we're like in this situation where we just have to keep it moving all the time. Right. So a year later, um, my husband got an opportunity to leave Florida and to come to Texas. And at that state, I was just, oh my God, I wanted to get removed from my house. I didn't want to be there anymore. It just reminded me about everything. I was dealing with so much trauma, but I was um, just stuffing it in me. I did not let myself feel because I had to be good for my kids. Oh, the stories behind that. But at this point, I felt like I had this impossible weight to carry. Guys, not even a week later, <laughs> we move, we move to, to, to Chicago, we move to Texas and COVID hits. Y'all, I'm like, God, I am like Job and Abraham. I've lost my kids. I've lost my life. I've lost my dreams for my career. I've lost all these things that were plans and they're all failed. <laughs> Just like if you wanted to see it from that perspective, it was failure after failure after failure. Um, in between the time of uh, losing our child, having a newborn, I started this new job and this new job was doing social media and graphics and emails. And man, over the past two years, it has stretched me so much in that aspect that while I was going through my loss, while I was going through everything else, work became kind of like a place where I could just feel like I was doing something for me. Um, but once COVID hit and the intensity of that craziness came on and all of those flailed plans, I feel like for everyone surfaced, uh, it was, it was a lot. Like I know what it feels like to have so much trouble to fall asleep at night that you're just like, I don't even want to get to tonight because I'm going to struggle to sleep. I know the intensity of anxiety where, you know, your body starts to feel it or you can't move your legs. Like these, these are things that although they sound scary, I just want to talk about them because they're real. Um, they're the effects of stress. They're the effects of, um, things that we go through emotionally that we don't release. And, you know, working out and all that, the mind and body connection, it does a lot for you, but it can only do so much. So, um, after my loss, I always believed in God, but I felt just not that I felt far away because I could feel that he was around me. I just didn't want really much to do with him for a moment. I needed to grieve. I needed to feel. And then in the middle of the pandemic, I was invited to this eight week group Bible study online right? And I said, all right, God, you know what? Like, even though I don't have this crazy faith right now, I have this tiny little mustard seed faith. I'm going to go. Um, and I just pray that you give me people who are kind and you have me here for a reason. Guys, remember all those field plants. So I'm going to these Bible classes and then I have this one speaker comes on and she is 
an incredible therapist. I felt drawn to her right away. I am not the person to like vomit all of my emotions, but she just happened to be it for me. (laughs) God literally placed this woman in my life at that time. And she has been my therapist ever since. And she has literally changed just my life. And I love you so much, Amy. If you're hearing this, you're seriously such a life changer i'm so inspired by you and your heart and just how tender and loving you are as a person um but moving forward i i start going to therapy i start learning about forgiveness and myself to forgive myself to forgive my doctors to forgive the team um to how to deal with PTSD, um, how to deal with just emotions that have been stored up, the amygdala, the vagus nerve, all of these things I started to learn about. And I was like, why isn't our community talking about this? Like, why aren't we giving women this sense of relief and understanding of when you put a name to something? Why is there not this mixture of like clinical versus well, not versus clinical paired with God and healing. And then, um, as I went through this healing, as I faced all these things, I stopped, you know, avoiding and ignoring the sense of just discomfort. Um, I started to get to a place of like, okay, like, I have gone through these things, right? I was at school, but it wasn't the right time. I would have never learned everything I know now. Um, You know, I wanted to have two twins and I still love that and want that to this day, but it's not what happened. And because of that, I was opened up to this world of emotions and understanding and being highly sensitive and learning how to navigate through that and learning to give myself grace and learning to give myself goodness Um, things that I didn't do a long time ago. I talk about, you know, being a leader and speaking and those things were great, but I was so young. And now that I'm older, I realize, wow, Michelle, like the, to be a good leader, you have to have empathy for yourself. You have to be a student of yourself or people will not continue to relate and grow beside you because in leadership and discipleship, like that's just true. That's a pretty word for true friendship and true just community and relationship with people. So all of those things collectively were tough and painful and rough. But to be real with you, where I am at today, I am so much closer to God than I've ever been before. This passion has been just ignited in me again to be a light and a mentor and just to love on different women because I don't think enough women take the time to one, embrace that and accept that and two, just have some, a moment for themselves, you know? And I think that through these conversations that I have with you guys, that I have with other women, that God is going to reveal just what it is that we all need, what we all truly need. And we all desire from him, his peace and his goodness. And, you know, I, for so long I said, Oh, I'm going to tell my story, but what is the meaning of my story? And there is no meaning other than the fact that God is still beside me. God is still carrying me. God is still working through me. 
and he's just so gracious, just like he is with you. So if you're listening to this, just know God is so gracious with you. He's so patient with you. He loves you so much. Even if you've faced hard times or you've been dealing with hard people, I just want to reveal to you again that he's beside you, that he loves you, that he wants to hear from you. And there's really there's really nothing he wouldn't do for us. Like you can count on him. And so that's been my life story for the past couple of years. And it just brings me to how dude failed plans ain't failed plans. Like look where we are now. Look where I am now. I tell my husband, babe, I just, I know God is so gracious because even though we've gone through so much, look at our lives. It makes no sense. And yet God is literally just all over it. (laughs) So I want to empower you and encourage you guys to keep listening on, um, to just take a moment to think about and reflect on your failed plans and just how great it is that they were delayed, that you were able to learn more, to grow more as a person, the people that have been in your lives that have, you know, that platform for you to learn from and be around. And so yeah, SRA. I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this first episode. I'm pumped. I'm so excited. I hope you guys loved it. Um, next episode, we're going to be talking about emotions. SOS. I hate emotions because just a sneak peek, your girl was a super tomboy, played all the sports, have two brothers, neighborhood full of boys. Emotions were not a thing for me until what happened with my twins. And so I want to go a little bit deeper into that for any moms or bereaved parents, or if you know somebody who has gone through loss, or if you're just navigating emotions in general, because it's not something that you've been taught. And this year you find like you're learning who you are all over again. This is definitely an episode you'll want to hear. Bye guys.